Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Talking mindset in dating today and the absolute magical power that mindset work has to bring us into love. Why even bother with dating? It never works out anyway. There are no good men left. I always pick losers. If any of these or something similar are coming out of your mouth, without ever having met you, I can tell you that you are absolutely right. You will be right until you change your mind. One of my very favorite phrases is from Abraham Hicks, and they say, stop beating the drum of what you don't want. And here's where mindset comes in. Mindset is crucial to your dating success. What's one level up from crucial? It's paramount. Mindset is paramount to dating success. What you believe will show up. First of all, we as human beings have a negativity bias. We just naturally give more weight to negative things than to the positive. If you buy a crate of fresh raspberries and a very small few are rotting with mold, you may think, oh, I got a bunch of rotten raspberries at the farmer's market. I got ripped off. So gross. Rather than focus on how nine-tenths of the raspberry crate was full of sun-ripened, sweet-smelling berries without even a whisper of mold on them. When we look for love, we take rejection and bad dates to heart. We focus on these negatives, and we make bad dates mean something about us, about dating, about life, and about love. Rather than flick them away like the bad raspberries in the crate, we ruminate and we make ourselves absolutely miserable. And from this state, we get into confirmation bias. So confirmation bias is finding examples of what you believe everywhere. When you think and speak negative thoughts, your brain doesn't want you to be a liar. It's a very sweet brain, and it's going to cast about for people and situations that you don't want because you think about them all of the time. If you wake up every morning and think, well, here goes another day, not getting smiled at, no one looks up from their phones, I'm not attractive enough, It's impossible to meet people. Everyone is so closed up, masked up, grouchy. That belief is taken up as a challenge and the brain goes, look, there's one that fits that description. Look, another one over there in the corner. Here's one at the car wash, the grocery store. They're everywhere. When we're bitching about what we don't want, 
what we do want can't come. It also makes us tired. There was a study on muscle strength and negative emotions that shows that when we're in negative emotions, our muscle strength is reduced by 50%. I found that to be astounding. What we do want exists, but it's completely insulated by this cacophony of negative thoughts. How do we, with all of the psychology seemingly against us, ever going to find love? How do you see it? How do you recognize it? How do you call it in? Here's where you get this useless advice with no meat or substance, like become the person you want to date. Ugh, this is actually exactly what you need to do, but it's about as helpful as saying, if you want to win an Olympic gold medal in figure skating, you have to get really good at ice skating. Fuck off. (laughs) It's not helpful. So in this episode, I hope to offer some advice that may be more sort of actionable to you. If you're like me, traditional mindset work feels a little bit like an extreme diet. Just feed yourself only positive thoughts. It reminds me of this scene in Kung Fu Panda where the tigress scolds Poe by telling him, It is said that the dragon warrior can survive for months at a time on nothing but a single ginkgo leaf and the energy of the universe. (laughs) And Poe says, I guess my body doesn't know it's the dragon warrior yet. I'm going to need a little more than dew and universe juice. (laughs) I just love that line because it's really like unreasonable to try to think that we can jump from dating sucks and I'm going to die alone to some sort of zen enlightened belief that I will have the kind of love that is a tender gaze, passionate touch, belly laughter every morning over coffee, and intellectually stimulating and solving the world's problems. You can have that, but it can seem like too far of a stretch to get from one to the other. So let's approach mindset work like a couch to 5k. Step one is to observe your current beliefs. Notice that you're on the damn couch, but you're expecting yourself to be a runner. What do you actually tell yourself about dating, about love? This is a little bit like logging your calories to become aware of what is actually going into your mouth or when your financial consultant says, uh, write down all of your debt and what you spend in one place so you see it clearly. It's not the solution to getting out of it, but it's the precursor to the solution. Knowing what your current belief system around dating is, is the start to changing it. Journal a few pages. Ask yourself, what do you currently believe is true about finding an amazing partner? What past stories are coming up for you when you think about a future partner? Do you need to release old loves or feelings around past lovers? And here, I would go back and check out my episode on healing from heartbreak. There are a lot of action steps to do this. One phrase that may help you to let go is that what you're letting go of is not really the person. It's the letting go of the absence of the person, meaning 
Not getting over someone can look more like you're just reliving these memories and saying, oh, I miss the way he kissed. I miss traveling together. I miss all of our inside jokes that we shared. You're focused so much on the space that that person left. It's valid. It's hard to do. But catch yourself when you're living in the absence of this person. In this journaling, try to uncover some of your fears around dating because you're going to use these to flip them into desires later. After observing and becoming aware of your current story, start getting into the high vibration mindset that will show you the types of lovers that fit what you're looking for. Perhaps begin by writing one statement that feels pretty good and true, a very general statement. For example, lasting and loving relationships exist. Then you're going to look for evidence of this everywhere. It may be a Humans of New York story, it may be your brother and his wife, but look everywhere for evidence that that statement is true. If even this small general step feels like a stretch, pose it simply as a what if. What if love lasts? What if that couple went through fire and they stayed together? What if it's really possible to be passionate in a long-term relationship? The what-if statements are kind of like this soft sell to your brain, a warm-up. Next is to make your list of wants and turn it into just dozens of affirmations. I will get married. I am worthy of epic sex. I am calling in big love. Fun, smart people are drawn to me. I go on fun dates. I look up and I see possibilities everywhere. Dating works out for me. The only way dating does not work out for me is if I decide I don't want a partner. From these fears you may have unearthed, make some positive affirmations. For example, don't say, I will no longer choose from fear. You always need to flip the fear to the positive. I choose partners from love, from strength, from security. So for example, if you have a fear that no one chooses me because I'm too ambitious, turn it into love and ambition exist together in a passionate, grounded partnership. Or I make time for romance and I still kill it at work. Or just very simply, I get to have love and succeed in my career. One thing I love is future journaling and future phone conversations. So you can future journal by writing about your wonderful days and nights with a partner as if you already have it. Have a fake phone conversation with a friend or a sister talking about how this person is everything you wanted and you're so glad you met them. Your sister or friend don't actually have to be on the line to have this fake phone conversation. It works just as a simple practice. Future journaling and future phone calls work for everything, the job offer, the home purchase, but they're especially great for getting your mind and your heart on board and comfortable with the plan to be in blissful relationship. One great mindset hack to get heart and mind on board is to use embodiment practices together with affirmations, and this really cements your desires in. For example, an embodiment practice would be using breath. Breathe into your heart space while saying, My heart is open to big love. Breathe, make noise, move your body. I'll do another episode on embodiment practices. These are also paramount to success in your dating. 
Something as simple as applying oils to your body in just an unrushed fashion while picturing an attentive lover will supercharge your mindset. Honestly, I think mindset is a funny word. Yes, we set our mind to getting what we want, but what really draws us in and makes mindset work is the feeling. It it should be feel set. doesn't quite sound the same, but capture the feeling that you get to have love. Practice feeling safe, adventurous, nurtured, desired, and then decide that you can have this love. Decide that you get to have the feeling. Offer yourself what you need in order to feel love. A little recap on mindset. You're going to decide that you can have love. You're going to offer yourself what you need in order to feel love. In other words, get yourself feeling love before it's even here. Don't make it mean anything about love or yourself when a date or a relationship doesn't work out. Find evidence everywhere that love exists. Live in gratitude and appreciation for the love that is in your life right now, this very moment. The love you feel for your kids, your pet, your coffee, your shower soap, your abilities. Love is a feeling and it's in your cells. Love is in your soul and in every second of your day. If you feel like it doesn't exist, find some thread of it somewhere. I promise you that if you are listening to this podcast, there is some hope some thread that you can catch hold of and grow, focus on it. It is my hope that this episode will help you call in the love. Forward this episode to someone who might need these tips too. Show up as love and love will be attracted to you like iron to a magnet. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.